are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 14th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. After a couple of hectic days for the Chicago Blackhawks, things have now slowed up here a little bit. Back-to-back off days now. Uh, the Hawks just got a practice in today before heading to Detroit to start their series against the Red Wings tomorrow. But before we get into all of that, I just wanted to recap everything that's happened in the last few days because it's been busy. And I know not all the listeners out there are on the same schedule. So to recap everything on Monday, deadline day around the NHL, the Blackhawks made four trades and all four, in my opinion, were pretty solid moves by Stan Bowman and the Hawks. I'm actually uh, really happy with the job Stan did. All six of the moves, in fact, that he's made in the last couple of weeks, including those two deals with the Florida Panthers, I thought have been really good. Tip of the cap to Stan Bow up there in the front office. He's been putting in Some good work for the organization here as of late. But the first move the Hawks made on deadline day was probably their most significant, at least for the time being, until we see, you know, what all those draft picks turn out to be. But that trade was the one-for-one swap with the Vancouver Canucks. Matthew Highmore goes up to Vancouver, and in return, the Blackhawks get forward Adam Gaudette, a former fifth-round pick of the Canucks a few seasons back. He's a former winner of the Hubby Baker Trophy in college hockey. For uh, He won that with Northeastern University back in 2018, which not all that long ago, just a few years. So, obviously, the kid has the skill set, but during his time with Vancouver, he just struggled to find consistency a little bit. He had a really impressive regular season last year, um, but he followed that up by going pointless with Vancouver during their postseason run, and then he has just seven points in 33 games so far this season. So maybe needing a little bit of a change of scenery. Things also aren't going very well for the Canucks right now, falling way below expectations that their fan base had set for 2021. And for the Blackhawks, hey, We'll take advantage of that. I think this is a very good move for Chicago because it it doesn't really cost them all that much. We know what Matthew Highmore is, and that's a fourth-line grinder that that can play on the penalty kill, provides some energy, but he doesn't really have much of an offensive upside. He can provide offense, you know, every now and then, he, and he has um, the ability to produce in big situations. We saw that in the bubble last year, but it's never going to be his bread and butter. He's not a guy you can rely on consistently 
to be producing offensively. So his upside, it's a little capped because of that. But on the other end, Gaudette, he's the exact opposite. He's still only 24 years old. Obviously, a talented young man. Last year, I said he kind of got it rolling a little bit. He had 33 points in 59 games during the 2019-20 regular season. Looked like he could have been maybe on the verge of breaking out. So I'm seriously excited to see what this kid's got. It's another why-not deal here for the Blackhawks. No offense to Matthew Highmore, but he just kind of seemed like... Another guy down there on that fourth line, he hadn't done anything noticeable really this season. And as time, you know, progressed, he started to become a healthy scratch more and more. Young guys were starting to come up from Rockford. And it just seems like um, we could, we, we have other guys rated over him long term in the depth charts and everything. So I definitely like the idea of uh, taking a chance on a highly skilled guy like Gaudette. I've heard about the defensive problems he has. Uh, but we'll see what happens. If it doesn't work out, it won't be the end of the world. Even, you know, if Highmore ends up doing well and becomes like another Tyler Mott, for example, for Vancouver, that that's fine with me, you know. I, I wish Highmore all the best. I just think this is definitely a risk worth taking for a bottom six type move by the Blackhawks. The other three trades they made on Monday, they all involved draft picks for the most part. They did acquire three other players, but those three are Ryder Rolston, who was a 2020 fifth round pick of uh 2020 fifth round pick of the Colorado Avalanche. And then the other two are AHL players Nick D. Simone and Josh Dickinson, both of which probably will never see NHL time for the Blackhawks. Rolston, though, he, he's still just 19, a freshman at Notre Dame. Still time to develop there. But the keys to these deals for the Hawks, they weren't the players. They were the draft picks that they got back in return. They sent Matthias Janmark, who who we knew was going to be traded. He got sent to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a second and a third round pick. Tremendous return for Janmark. They were able to get both of those picks because they retained half of the salary for Jans. The Hawks are in a good financial situation. That did them a lot of favors here at the deadline. Vegas, on the other hand, they were up against the cap, and they couldn't afford Yanmark. So the Hawks did them a bit of a favor, and in return, they got an additional draft pick. So good work there by Stan Bowman. Um, excited to see what those two picks turn into for Chicago. And then the other deal they got a draft pick out of, that was trading Madison Bowie and a 2021 fifth-round pick to Vancouver for a 2021 fourth-round pick. So giving Vancouver an additional defenseman, Bowie was never going to play for us. Could play for them, maybe. Not exactly sure what their situation is on the back end. And we got a better draft pick out of it, so nothing to complain about at all here. And that's how I feel with mostly all of these deals, even the return for Soderberg. I know Rolston and Dickinson isn't what the fans were hoping for, but to me, that implies that there probably wasn't anything better on the market for him, and we just kind of got what we could. So as I said, no complaints on my end by the Chicago Blackhawks at the trade deadline. And I am certainly excited to see how Adam Gaudette makes an impact the rest of the way and who we wind up taking with those draft picks that we acquired as well. All right, there's another recap of the Blackhawks trade deadline transactions on Monday. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to give a sneak preview of the Hawks upcoming series against the Detroit Red Wings. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. 
Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, as I said, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So I spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up talking about Adam Gaudet and the Blackhawks draft picks that they acquired at the trade deadline. Moving on now, I wanted to talk for a minute about the upcoming series that starts tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, against the Detroit Red Wings. A two-game series up at Little Caesars Arena, and shocker here, ladies and gentlemen. It's another crucial series for the Chicago Blackhawks, as they all will be throughout the rest of the way in this regular season. Currently, the Hawks sit at 2018-5 with 45 points through 43 games. That has them four points back of the Nashville Predators for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Discover NHL Central Division. But the Preds do have a game in hand over the Hawks at the moment, something to keep note of as well. But even with a game in hand, nothing changes for the Blackhawks. The only way that works in their favor is if they take advantage of that and come out with wins consistently. And I know people looking at this series, they're expecting it to be a walk in the park for Chicago, but just to warn all of you, this is the definition of a trap series. The Red Wings are coming off a pair of victories on the road over the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the entire NHL. They won 5-4 on Saturday and 3-1 on Monday. They also defeated the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning down in Tampa a week and a half ago by a score of 5-1. to one. So for the Blackhawks, cannot sleep on this Red Wings team. I know they have had plenty of success against Detroit so far this season, but you can't expect, you know, these two games to come easily. They have to be playing solid hockey or else they will get upset and their fan base will throw a tantrum and pronounce the season officially dead. I know how Hawks fans work. And another thing to note is that for the Red Wings, they know who they are, right? They know they're 
15, 23, and 6, not going to make the playoffs, and, and just thinking about building for their future. Everyone in that organization knows that, but there's also a certain pride that comes with that mindset, and um, that comes with playing spoiler at this time of the year upon other teams, and that kind of seems to be the mentality the Wings have lately. I know it hasn't been the year overall that they want it to be, but I do think they've hung around and they've been better than most people think and most people expected. Like They're definitely not the worst team in the league this season, and it was looking like it was heading that way potentially once again after you know a disastrous 2019-20 campaign. So for the Blackhawks, got to be aggressive and know that Detroit's, they're not... They're not just going to lay down and let you let you beat them. So the Hawks are going to have to earn it, and it's very key that they do so if they want to keep pushing for the playoffs here in the final stretch of the regular season. As for the Hawks' lineup tomorrow against Detroit, real quick, wanted to be sure to mention that both Adam Boquist and Calvin DeHaan did not practice with the team on Wednesday before taking the flight to Detroit. Boquist is dealing with concussion-like symptoms after taking a puck to the face on Monday. And then DeHaan, he's still battling with that hip injury that made him leave Saturday's contest against the Blue Jackets early. He tried to tough it out on Monday in the second game of that series, but it definitely restricted him in that one. We saw um, both Riley Stillman and Wyatt Kalanuck play over 20 minutes because DeHaan just wasn't able to go very much late in that game. According to uh, head coach Jeremy Colleton, both players are just day-to-day at the moment, but if I had to guess, I don't think either are going to suit up tomorrow against the Red Wings. And another reason why I say that is because both Nicholas Bodan and Ian Mitchell were recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs and placed on the taxi squad this morning. So we could potentially see Mitchell's return to the lineup tomorrow and possibly Bodan's as well. Definitely something to keep an eye on during the morning skate for Chicago tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my preview of the Blackhawks' upcoming series against the Detroit Red Wings. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to share a recent conversation I had on the Lockdown Podcast Network's live trade deadline show. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons, and for those interested in other things aside from sports, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's seriously the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you're listening to and watching the Locked On NHL live trade deadline reaction show. My name is Andrew Berkshire. I'm the co-host of Locked On's newest NHL show, the Crosscheck NHL show with Mary Clark. And we are ready to talk to Jack Bushman from Locked On Blackhawks. How's it going, Jack? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? How are you doing today? Busy day so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah just lots of things happening, you know. Every trade, <laughs> deadline, trade deadline day is like this. Blockbusters every few minutes. <laughs> always fun, always fun. Blackhawks have been a part of it too, which not a surprise, I can say. Mm. Interesting, because we've been talking about how we're kind of a bit confused as to why the Blackhawks are, you know, buying but also selling at the same time. I guess could you give us a little bit of insight as to what possibly they're thinking? Yeah, so so far, um, besides Matthias Yanmark, they've really only traded guys who have been in the fourth fourth line roles or kind of in and out of the lineup we saw. Um, Lucas Walmark, he went to Florida just last week. He was a guy who was really kind of falling out of favor. Um, and then we saw Matthew Highmore today, another guy who we kind of know his ceiling already. And why not take a chance on a guy like Adam Gaudet, who's had some flashes in the past. Um, so for the Blackhawks, they are selling a little bit, but they're not really selling all that much. And then Matthias Yanmark was another guy we expected to move in Chicago for a couple months now. Really happy with uh, the return we got for Yanmark, though, he'd been on a little bit of a struggle the last 10 games. I believe he only had one point. So to get a second and a third round pick for, for Yanmark, I was really excited about. I wasn't sure we were even going to get a second round pick for him, but to get a second and a third, it was a little uh, cherry on top for the Blackhawks. So I'm pretty happy with what they've done for the most part in the day. Do you, do you think the Blackhawks end up making the playoffs this year? <sighs> they got to find a way to beat Nashville. They're 0-5 against the Predators this season. They still got three more meetings against them. Four points back at the moment. We have a game in hand. It's tough because we're really not trending in the right direction. We just haven't been able to string together wins or play a consistent brand of hockey. It's just kind of what team's going to show up right now, and that's not what you want to be doing in the final you know, 15, 16 games of the season. We got some big series, Nashville, Dallas. Those are going to be the meaningful ones. So if we find a way to win those games, I think we'll be able to. But Nashville's just on such a run right now, and they're not even fully healthy. So it's kind of like, well, what are they going to do at the same time? So for the Blackhawks, I'm hopeful. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if they fall just a couple points short, unfortunately. Is it the hope to make the playoffs from like your, like a fan perspective? Or do you, are you hoping more that they get better assets by losing? Um, at this point, it doesn't it like, unless they, they lose a bunch in a row here, we're really not going to get that good of a pick in the first round. So at this point, I think we should kind of go for it and understand that we may come up short, but if we do manage to sneak in, even if we get eliminated early, like we did last season, that's good experience for this young team. And if you told Blackhawks fans back in November and December that this would be a playoff team, they would be going bananas. They thought there was no chance at all, especially all the injuries, Taze still gone, Doc broke his wrist at the World Juniors, Seabrook, big question mark, he wound up retiring. 
So the playoffs were kind of the last thing on Blackhawks fans' minds at the beginning of the season. So even to be in this position right now competing, I think Blackhawks fans have to be happy with that situation as well. Got to keep in the back of, them, back of their minds that this didn't seem possible three or four months ago. Yeah, I think as soon as Jonathan Taze was was like pretty much ruled out for the season, most people were like, okay, Chicago's not going anywhere. So it's been a bit of a surprise season, and you see like the award buzz around Patrick Kane midway through the season. You it's been kind of fun to watch, but at the same time, you see like it's been pretty chaotic as well. So it, it's not necessarily par for the course for the last few years of the Blackhawks, but it's kind of like the last special kicks at the can for the pieces that were there during the cup run, right? Right. And we're trying to get the young guys. We're trying to find the other pieces of the puzzle. We know Patrick Kane can still play. Um, probably the MVP of the season at the midway point. He's cooled off a little bit as of late. We, we know what he can do for this team, but now it's finding out what can we do to build a good team around him. And that's been the struggles of this Blackhawks team the last couple of years. We've had 10 rookies make their debuts this season for the Blackhawks. And a lot of them have really shined and they've been making the most of their opportunity so I'm, I'm excited to see where this team is heading. I think we got a lot of young pieces that in a couple of years, if we, we put it all together correctly, there could be something special here once again. Um, I'm hopeful and also just excited to see uh, some of the young guys that we've acquired and some more of the picks, see if that can help us, you know, get stronger around our core players as well going forward. You heartened by uh, the bounce back year from Alex to brink hundred percent. And it was frustrating because a lot of people, he just got paid that contract, right? And to, to struggle after getting paid a significant amount of money and the Blackhawks really showing their belief in him as a key part of the future. And he struggles, he puts up a career, career low season. But when you look at all the subliminal numbers, he was doing the same things he was in every other year. His shooting percentage was down just 10%. And this season, that shooting percentage is back up. He's in the top five in goals this season. Right up there with Alex Ovechkin, I believe they're tied for fifth. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just nice to see that he's just getting the puck luck this season. And you know it was getting to him because reporters were consistently asking him, you know, why, why aren't they going in this year when they've gone in the last two seasons? And he's like, I got no answers for you. And this season, they're just finding ways to trickle in the back of the net. And sometimes you just need that puck luck to get some confidence in yourself and, uh, you know, really – really have that belief that every shot you have can, can go in. And it seems like that's what Alex Dabrinkit has, has going for him right now. I believe he has five goals in his last seven games. Yeah. He's an incredible player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm glad that he's bounced back. Cause I just, his whole career from junior on that's a goal scorer's goal scorer. And last year to me was very clearly an outlier. So it's good to see him get the luck back and uh, start ripping it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, April 14th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and please be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to the home stretch, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account. That's at Jack Bushman 2. Or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account. That's at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.